0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Fight. Full-time fight. fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, solo today, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern here on a Friday afternoon. As we are here in week three, it kicked off last night. Jacksonville beating the Titans 27 in a boring, boring game. But Leonard Fournette did come through in the end with that 69-yard run to salvage his day. Derrick Henry did get in the end zone. So those are the two players that people use most. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the ground at 88 And find me at fulltimefantasy.com. I have the week three deep sleepers article up. You can check that out now. Also, take a look at the Stardom Situm, the Week 3 DFS wide receiver report, Dynasty football rankings, and if you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums, and we will get you those answers. And especially now, we're starting to get some clarity. I was getting some questions on Wednesday asking about players on the injury report. I had no idea if they're going to play, but now we're starting to see a lot of players being ruled out, and I think that is, uh, you know, Positive now as we look to set our lineups for the week ahead. Steve Renner from Full Time DFS. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to look at the slate for the weekend. And I'm um, seeing here that Cam Newton's not going to make the trip this weekend. As uh, we know he's been ruled out. He's going to rest the rehab over the weekend. And, you know, Cam Newton's been beat up. That's the one thing. You know, especially when you're looking at quarterbacks in Dynasty, it was easy to see. With Cam Newton, he's a huge Huge quarterback, but he takes a beating, and he's had a lot of injuries over the years, and uh, it sucks because I think Cam would have had a good year for fantasy. The problem is, though, if Cam Newton is not going to run, and that's what we've seen here the first two weeks of the season, he's not going to be great for fantasy. He cannot rely on his arm, and look— the reason, One of the reasons why I like Cam this year, and I didn't get him in a ton of leagues. Maybe I did in some of the best ball leagues. I know I have him in one of the high-stakes leagues. Fortunately, I paired him with Dak Prescott, so that helps. But part of the problem uh, well, is you know, the foot injury. If it's not going to allow him a run, and we knew it last week. We saw on that fourth and one play, they didn't even consider the quarterback sneak, That's not the way Carolina has played with Cam Newton over the years. So we knew there was something wrong, and these teams don't say things. But it's transparent on the field. And I've always said it. You have to kind of follow what the teams do. It was the same thing with Todd Gurley last year where he barely played in the NFC Championship game and didn't play a big role in the Super Bowl. And then they went out and traded up and drafted Daryl Henderson, went out and matched the offer for Malcolm Brown. And then you see how they've used him the first weeks. And I understand he has looked good, but he's just not going to get the full volume. And we don't know how he's going to hold up. So teams can say everything. But you have to read their actions. And when the Panthers were not running the football with Cam Newton, especially in a quarterback sneak, that's all you needed to know. And, of course, now we find out that he's got this foot issue. So it's going to be tough for Cam Newton owners here trying to figure out what to do. I mean, look, I'm the, the league I have, him obviously, is a high-stakes league, and online championship. I'm not going to drop him. He's my backup, and I have Dak Prescott. But you wonder, when will Cam Newton get better, and how will he be when he returns? You know, the reason why... Cam Newton was set up to succeed this year. Look at the weapons on that team. If you watch that Thursday night game against Tampa Bay, I mean, Cam Newton had a bad foot. His mechanics were way off. He still threw for over 300 yards. And he had wide receivers wide open. I mean, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel were phenomenal in that game. Even Greg Olson. So, that's what I liked. Those weapons. So, I am not too worried about them this week with Kyle Allen at quarterback. We did see Allen a little bit last year, late in the year it's a good matchup against Arizona who is not good defensively. I don't think they will be bringing much pressure and believe it or not, the Panthers are actually playing at a very high pace this year. Uh, Cardinals obviously are way up there. They've run a ton of plays. I know it's a little bit skewed because in week one, they had the overtime game against Detroit where obviously that's going to inflate the plays run, but we know Arizona wants to play at that pace. So, uh, not really worried here about DJ Moore. I'm going to play him this week. Uh, Greg Olson's in a good spot. I do see Greg Olson is listed as questionable with that back issue, but it was the same thing last week, and on a short week on a Thursday night, he played and actually looked good. He played pretty well in that game, so really not worried uh, too much about those players. I mean, if if we did that, then who are we playing? Because what are you going to do? Downgrade Pittsburgh, the Saints? Uh, you can't play anyone from Miami. I mean, we're going to get to the point where we don't even have anybody to play. So. Really not worried about it there Uh, with the Panthers, I think. They'll actually be pretty solid. Remember, Patrick Peterson's still out for this team. So they're pretty thin. Uh, Darwin Thompson, if you do play on Yahoo, he's out there. He's only owned in 28% of leagues. Certainly worth picking up because Damian Williams has been ruled out. Lashawn McCoy is trending in the right direction is what they're saying. That's according to NFL Network's James Palmer. So... I mean, who knows? Uh, he did have a great practice today, according to Andy Reid, but he's probably not 100%. So Darwin Thompson is going to be involved this week uh, for sure. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of leagues out there right now where it is first come, first serve where you can pick guys up. I know I have a league like that and already seen, you know, Deontay Johnson picked up. That's another good one for deeper formats because he is going to start. Uh, I didn't have room for him in the league where he was available for me. Just uh, one of those... I guess good situations that you have some good depth, but then a couple injuries happen, especially if an injury happens later today and you're like, oh, I could have had Deontay Johnson. Someone else got him, but he'll be playing uh, as a starting receiver for the Steelers going forward. And, you know, that's where you have to anticipate, you know, you see, you know, especially in the deeper formats, you watch week one, you see how Dante Moncrief played. You go, oh boy, uh, let me pick up uh, Deontay Johnson for a few bucks just in case. And if you did that, it works out well. Cause now next week, He's going to be, especially if he has a good game, he's going to be someone that people are looking for on the waiver wire. Uh, Deshaun Jackson has been ruled out for the Eagles. I think we all knew this was going to happen, uh, but they did make it official today. And we don't even know if he's going to play next week because the Eagles play Thursday night next week against the Packers. We actually have a good Thursday night game next week. Now, it'll be a short week, of course, so we'll see how the quality of play is. But Eagles, Packers... Depending on the health of the Eagles, who did cancel their practice on Wednesday and had a walkthrough instead because of all the injuries, it could be interesting there. They still don't know about Dallas Goddard and Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey's dealing with a calf injury, and they're kind of hoping that he could return this week. My guess is he probably doesn't, which obviously opens things up for Nelson Aguilar, who was a hot pickup off the waiver wire this week, if he was available, and he's also very cheap in DFS. He's thirty-six hundred on drafting, so he will be a very popular play. Uh, and our Arce- say, Whiteside also will play a lot this week. He played ninety-two percent of the snaps last week. Only had one target, or one reception on four targets, but he'll be a bigger part of the game plan this week. When we retire, we'll look ahead to some of the games for Week Three as we continue full-time fantasy. thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here. Until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon, Steve Renner from Full Time DFS will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to take a look at the DFS slate for the weekend. You can find my Week 3 Deep Sleepers article up on FullTimeFantasy.com. You can also check out my work on SI.com slash fantasy as... uh, have a wave a Wire article, Stockwatch article, as well as Sneaky Starts for the week. So you could check that out. Let's take a look at the games for this week. Dolphins going to Dallas in what should be a very popular Survivor Pool pick with the Cowboys uh, in a smash spot here. And obviously you can play a lot of Cowboys. I know people could going to be like, well, what if they're up big and they pull these players? Well, if they're up big, that means they have to get to the 30, 35-point plateau. So... Dak Prescott, obviously one of the most obvious starts of the week. Uh, He's been excellent so far, and this Miami defense shown very, very little resistance. They've allowed quarterbacks to uh, throw 11.9 yards per attempt. They've allowed eight touchdowns in two games, and they've just been shredded. So uh, Cowboys are at home here. So it's a great spot for Prescott. So you can certainly use him. He's going to be a top three quarterback play this week. Obviously, Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes squaring off. So they'll be in the picture, too. Obviously, you're going to fire up Zeke. Look, I didn't put him in the deep sleepers. I almost did. But if you're really desperate, maybe Tony Pollard. Because maybe in the fourth quarter, he gets a good amount of carries. Again, it's risky. It's really risky. It's more of a 16-team play where maybe you uh, have a running back out and you have Pollard on the roster. So it is definitely very dicey. Uh, The only guy on Miami that I could see playing is probably Preston Williams. I mean, he's looked good, and it seems like, you know, he he had a touchdown in week one. But really, you kind of want to avoid Miami here. Dallas does have some injuries on the defensive side of the football, but it shouldn't really prevent them from uh, taking care of business here. Obviously, Amari Cooper is going to be in your lineup, but Uh, I would think Xavier Howard, who is their best corner, will probably be on Cooper quite a bit. Obviously, Michael gallops out two to four weeks with this uh, arthroscopic surgery on his meniscus. So, Devin Smith becomes very interesting because, especially if Howard's on Cooper, Smith's going to have a really good matchup on the outside. And Smith's a very good story. 2015, second-round draft pick from the Jets. He had a torn ACL twice in the same knee. He was released in July 2018 and uh, played 18 snaps last week and had three targets. He caught all of them for 74 yards. So it's a good matchup this week, and, you know, he's a deep sleeper. I did see a lot of people picking him up in the FFWC on the waiver wire this past week, so you certainly could use him. Uh, pretty much everyone in the Cowboys is in play because there's always a good chance for a touchdown uh, includes Randall Cobb uh, Cobb will play the slot quite a bit and you know looked really good in week one didn't have a big week two but the bottom line is that you know if he gets some targets uh, he can rack up some points so Cobb's definitely in play this week as well and Jason Witten look you're not going to get a lot of yards. As I've said before, the bottom of the barrel tight ends, you're looking for a touchdown. And it is certainly possible Witten could score a touchdown this week. He's already scored in each of the first two games this season. So it's very dicey. But the Dolphins, I guess, have been shredded by everyone. They've allowed 102 points in the first two games of the season. But tight ends already have 208 yards receiving and 16 receptions, and they've gone against the Ravens. Obviously, Andrews had the big week one, and the Patriots don't use the tight end much, so it's a really good matchup there. So pretty much you know, all Cowboys are in play. Bengals are traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills, and you know, I've said it. I like Dalton under the Zach Taylor offense, but not this week. I mean, Dalton has 93 pass attempts, which is second in the NFL. He's got four touchdowns and has 729 yards, and he's done this without A.J. Green, but Buffalo, even going back to last year, they've been really good against the pass. Uh, And I know you got to look at schedule. And this year, it was Eli Manning and Sam Darnold so far that they played. But still, this is not a good spot for Dalton. Uh, So I don't think you could use him this week. Joe Mixon, it's tough because they've got a banged-up offensive line. And, you know, they're – the is have really trouble running the football. So he's like an RB2 at this point. It's just, it's not a good spot for Mixon. I don't have him anywhere. So I kind of wish I had like a comparison to say, hey, I have these running backs. Because I think a lot of people want to sit Mixon. But uh, it's kind of difficult to, unless you clearly have, you know, maybe in a 10-team league where you have a wealth of running backs, you probably could. But it's not a good spot for him this week. Uh, Tyler Boyd is fine. Uh, you know, I'll use him again. This, they should be passing quite a bit. Boyd had a good game last week, so uh, he's fine. Ross is, um, you know, last week got that play late to kind of help him. Obviously, he's been good so far, but it is a tough matchup, so he's not as appealing this week. Uh, we'll see where Tre'Davious White is. That's the other thing too. So it, it's not a great week for the Bengals offense. Uh, that's for sure. For the Bills, you know, Josh Allen's in play. You know, I used Josh Allen last week. I mean, I am su- I was surprised at how many leagues he was available, but he's definitely in play this week. He certainly still has some issues being accurate. He was missed. He missed John Brown for a touchdown, so he has missed throws, but he's been better, and the pieces on the offense are good, and he has that high floor because of his ability to run, you know. He's got 59 rushing yards through the first two games. It's not a ton. Definitely not on the pace that we saw last year. But he has a rushing touchdown in each of those. So uh, Allen certainly is in play this week. If you need a quarterback, for sure. And uh, maybe some of those Ben Roethlisberger owners, Drew Brees. Maybe we're fortunate to go to the waiver wire and get Josh Allen this week. We talked about Frank Gore. Devin Singletary has been ruled out, so Gore's going to get a big workload. And boy, the Bengals were just throttled by the running game of the 49ers last week. I mean, they had 244 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So, uh, Bengals are just getting destroyed by running backs. And Gore's not great, but it's a good matchup. Uh, You know, Gore last week had a good matchup, but this is better. He had 83 total yards and a touchdown. So, with no Singletary in the pitcher, they'll mix in TJ Yeldon a little bit, but Gore certainly in play for season long leagues. I'm not using him in DFS. To me, John Brown is pretty much just a uh, every-week play at the wide receiver position. John Brown is good. We, are, we knew this, but the reason why he was – he was discounted in drafts this year. And you know what? I was guilty of it for a little bit. I have him in two or three leagues. I did take him in one of my online leagues, but should have had him higher. I think people were probably concerned a little bit about the Bills' offense. And remember, too, John Brown last year had the great start. And then in Baltimore, when Lamar Jackson came in, they barely passed. So his numbers were kind of skewed, but John Brown's a hell of a player. It's all about him staying healthy, and he's been healthy now. So Brown is capable of breaking a big play at any time, and uh, Allen seems to have faith in Brown too. So uh, he's got 18 targets for the first two weeks, and uh, pretty much I'm going to play him every week. Cole Beasley, I don't love him. I mean, he's gotten 13 targets, and... Just not consistent. I mean, really, that's the thing about this Bills offense. It's kind of really Allen and Brown uh, when you're looking at the passing game. Falcons are going to be in Indianapolis to take on the Colts and you know, just continue to play Matt Ryan. I know he was shaky last week uh, against the Eagles, throwing some interceptions, but he's got an array of weapons here in this offense. So uh, Ryan certainly is a solid play this week. Uh, Devontae Freeman, this is a big week for him. You know, uh, 2.2 yards per carry, no touch. Uh, he's got uh, no touchdowns. He's lost the fumble, and you know that it's been pretty close as far as snap counts here with Freeman and Edo Smith. You know, Freeman still get most of it, but Edo Smith's been in there. Uh, this is a week where Freeman has to come through. You know, uh, he had two tough matchups the first two weeks, but uh, it's a big week for him. And Edo Smith certainly deserves to be rostered. In case, you know, Freeman hasn't looked great either. You know, Smith, when you watch the running back, seems to have a little bit more burst, a little bit more quickness. So Edo Smith, definitely worth stashing uh, for sure. Obviously, Julio's a great play. He's cheap in DFS. Calvin Ridley's a great play. I never play new Hooper's in play as well. We'll take a look at the Colts side when we continue as we preview these Week 3 games, let you know. Who are some of the under the radar plays and we'll also talk dfs coming up at 3 40 p.m eastern it is full-time fantasy here on the fantasy sports radio network hey thanks for downloading this podcast if you want to listen live be sure to download the iHeartRadio radio app and search for fantasy sports radio network thanks for listening and enjoy the show Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. And Alshon Jeffrey is being listed as questionable this week for the Eagles. Even though he did not practice all week, there are indications he will give it a go. But to me, he is risky. He could be on a snap count. He could get out there, not be 100%. So as of right now, and again, you don't have to make these decisions till Sunday. And I don't have Alshon anywhere this year. Maybe in a best ball somewhere I do. But uh, I would not play him this week. Just think it's very risky for a player that hasn't practiced all week. Same with Dallas Goddard. Not that you were playing him anyway, but people do have him on the roster. Uh, He is also being listed as questionable. So uh, very dicey there. Cortland Sutton, as we mentioned, did practice today. He will play this week. So no need to worry about that there. So... Uh, At least we know Cam Newton's been ruled out. Damian Williams has been ruled out. Uh, So it's good to get that news early. Devin Singletary, so you can make those plans. It's so much better than the game time decisions. I'd rather know on Friday. So we did get a lot of that news today. Uh, Taking a look at the uh, matchup here for the Falcons and the Colts this week, uh, Jacoby Brissett. uh, I think he's a solid play this week if you really are looking uh, at a quarterback to stream, uh, and especially for the weeks ahead. You know, he hasn't really done much so far. They've kind of been quiet so far. And you really can't look at what the Falcons have done. You know, people are going to say, oh, this team has averaged X amount of points against so far. It's two weeks, man. You got to look at who they played. I mean, it's going to be skewed for the Falcons. They allowed 10 pass attempts to the Vikings in week one. So what is that going to do for their numbers? Of course it's going to make it look good. Then they, you know, allowed passes last week to a banged-up Eagles team. So... Uh, Brissett also has a little bit of ability to rush. So uh, I, I think he's not the worst uh, play this week, even though he has yet to reach 200 yards in the game. I could see them opening it up a little bit this week at home in their home operator. Remember, Colts have played two games in the road. Marlon Mack is going to play this week. That's the indication. Uh, there was some reports that maybe he possibly would sit after missing practice yesterday, but it looks like he's good to go and, he leads the NFL in carries with 45. So they're feeding him the football. Uh, Falcons defense was pretty good against the run last week. But, you know, if Max out there, he's going to get his touches. Not involved heavily in the past game, though. Uh, as far as the receivers for the Colts, uh, T.Y. Hilton has seen 15 targets over the first two weeks. So clearly he's still the number one in this offense as we expected. So uh, he'll be fine. The rest of the receivers, it's kind of a mess. I know some people were hoping for Deion Kane, but he didn't. He was quiet last week. He did play though, uh, the second most snaps behind T.Y. Hilton with 32. Paris Campbell was the one who got the touchdown, but he only played 18 snaps. I mean, Zach Pascal played more snaps than him, so that's not great. I think Campbell's someone that you stash and you have a little patience with. I think he could come. He's a real big time playmaker, and he's got a lot of big speed. And you know, he's the type of guy that can take it to the house anytime. And, you know, I I know in week one they did give him a a handoff as well. So, to me, he really can't play any of the Colts receivers right now. But in a deeper format, you know, with 20 roster spots, I I would have Campbell on a roster. I think I have him on two leagues. Obviously, I'm not playing him. Uh, As far as the tight ends, I mean, basically, it's split between Ebron and Doyle right now. You know, I thought Doyle... Might be a little bit ahead, but they've essentially ran the same amount of routes and neither has been very productive. I mean, Ebron is still someone they look in the red zone. He did drop a touchdown last week. He does have one touchdown, so it's really dicey with those two guys. Uh, Again, really dependent on touchdowns, which is what most of the tight ends are outside of the top 10 or so. You're relying on a touchdown, so try not to use either guy. Raiders are at Minnesota. To take on the Vikings, and man, Kirk Cousins was just absolutely brutal last week. But here's the thing. This could be a good week for Kirk Cousins, and I'll tell you why. He was pressured heavily last week against Green Bay. And Green Bay, as we talked about in the first hour, they are an improved defense. I really like what I see. But the Raiders, I don't think they're going to be able to uh, apply a lot of pressure here. So uh, they didn't put a lot of pressure on Mahomes last week. So, I think this could be a game where Cousin gets going here. Uh, So, uh, am I starting him? No. Well, in a super flex week, I think I am. But the other factor that could curtail it is... uh, I think the Vikings are nine-point favorites the last I saw. Uh, That line has gone up in the favor of Minnesota. So... If they do open a lead, then they will ask Cousins to do less. So that's the issue. Dalvin Cook, lock and load. He's been phenomenal. Leads the NFL, 265 rushing yards and three touchdowns. I'm so glad in one of my last drafts that I was able to get him because I kept missing out on Cook, and I wanted him. And you know how it is. If if you're drafting middle of the first round early, if you don't take him there, he's not making it back. So I was fortunate enough to get him in round two of one of my last drafts. He's certainly good. He's certainly a good DFS play as well. Look, with Diggs and Thielen, I think you just got to continue to put them out there. The Diggs did see seven targets last week. He was fortunate that his only reception went for a touchdown. He had another call back on that stupid offensive pass interference review that had nothing to do with the play. So we kind of have to deal with that. So, look, you're going to continue to play Diggs. And, you know, he might be low on this week too if you want to go there. No one's going to want to play him. It's a good matchup against the Raiders though. So uh, Thielen and Diggs you put in, that's pretty much it. For the Vikings offense. I mean, Kyle Rudolph has done nothing in this offense so far, and we are seeing the rookie Irv Smith run some routes as well. So, no way. Uh, can't play Rudolph. Uh, on the Raiders side, don't like Derek Hart in this spot. Uh, it looked great week one, but this is not a good week for him on the road against this Vikings defense. No thanks. Uh, Josh Jacobs, keep an eye on him because uh, we saw yesterday he lost 10 pounds, he was ill. Also dealing with a hip issue, he was great week one, but we saw him not play as much because of the team playing from behind. He did not have a target, so that's the problem in there with a guy like uh, Jacobs. You know, he's still an RB two, but let's uh, see how the groin injury is and the illness as well. Tyrell Williams, you know, he had a. A solid day last week after a great week one five receptions 46 yards and a touchdown and you know he's going to get a ton of targets so uh he'll be z- seeing probably a lot of Xavier Rhodes who has been beatable but uh we'll see uh Williams he's got to be in play it's not the best spot for him not not a good spot for DFS but he has a hit pointer as well but he did practice and it looks like he is going to play and of course Darren Waller Uh, You keep putting him out there. He hasn't even scored a touchdown yet, but he's been getting the targets, 15 targets, so PPR formats you like, and uh, you got to play him over uh, a lot of tight ends right now. He's looked really good. Game of the week, Chiefs and Ravens. I mean, pretty much play everyone. Look, Lamar Jackson has been phenomenal so far. I know it's been the Cardinals and the Dolphins. Chiefs defense is not that much better, and this should be a game where maybe he has to even push it even more. Because of the Chiefs offense putting up points. So he is one of the best plays of the week this week. Uh, The running backs. uh, This could be a good week for Mark Ingram. Uh, He's obviously played most of the snaps so far. We have seen Gus Edwards and Justice Hill in there a little bit. But it's been mostly Ingram. Uh, And he does get involved in the pass game a little bit. But Justice Hill has been uh, running uh, quite a bit on some passing plays. But Ingram. You know, you're counting on touchdowns here, and this should be a high scoring game. So, if they're able to move the football, you know, Ingram should be in a spot to score. Marquise Brown, uh, I said it after week one. There were a lot of people like, oh, we got to be cautious. He only played 14 snaps. I wasn't worried about it. Again, it was a blowout. It was his first game. He had the list Frank injury earlier this year. I was not worried about it. And we saw he played 50 snaps last week. Now, he's not practicing today, they expect him to play. And look, they they're going to be cautious with him, but Brown has immense speed, and uh, Brown got to be in your lineup this week. Uh, he has got huge, huge upside, and could see a big game this week. Uh, I wouldn't can't play Miles Boykin yet. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something in this game, but uh, I don't think you could start him. The other Raven that you're going to play is Mark Andrews, obviously, who's been tremendous so far. And again, I will go back to this. Because this came up with a couple players. Andrews was one of them, too, in the preseason, as well as Vance McDonald. Well, he doesn't play enough snaps. Does not matter. Do you know that Mark Andrews, on his team, at tight end position, is third in snaps. Do you care? No. I don't care if he's not blocking. If he's going to be out there and get the targets, that's all I care about. So Andrews is in a good spot this week, as well as uh, The Chiefs have struggled against tight ends, too, and they haven't even gone against some good ones. I mean, they allowed O'Shaughnessy and Jeff Swain last week to put up decent numbers. So, uh, really good spot again. Mark Andrews definitely uh, considered uh, for DFS as well. Chiefs, you know the story. Mahomes, great DFS play this week if you're going to pay up. I mean, no one stopped them. This Ravens defense is not the same. I mean, they lost a lot from last year's team. Jimmy Smith's out. So, Kyler Murray threw for 349 yards on them last week. And this game's in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, the running back situation, obviously. Uh, Damian Williams has been ruled out. McCoy looks like he's going to go. Maybe uh, Darwin Thompson should get a bigger role. So, keep that in mind. Sammy Watkins. Uh, I think he bounces back this week. I mean, people are, like, hating on Watkins last week. I know he didn't have a big game. He had 13 targets. So, um, Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to go back to Watkins. If he's going to be low-owned, yeah, I'll take him. Uh, you got to keep Watkins in your lineup. McCall Harden certainly in play. Remember, he could have had an even bigger game last week. Uh, but he had a 70-yard plus-yard touchdown taken off the board. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be risky every week. But you can invest in the Chiefs offense. Same thing with Demarcus Robinson. Uh, again, I don't think these guys are must-starts. But, you know, when you're doing tiebreakers, and you're looking at this offense, uh, you're going to consider them. And, uh, of course, Travis Kelsey's in your lineup. People are looking to go cheap at tight end, and there are some good values. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what the ownership is on Kelsey here in one of the highest-scoring games of the week, uh, over under here of 55. Uh, And that's the game everyone's looking forward to with uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Can't wait for that one. When we return, I'll be joined by Steve Renner, full-time DFS, as we'll look at the sleep for this weekend. It is full-time fantasy here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Time now to talk some DFS, and who better to do that than Steve Renner, full-time DFS. Steve, let everyone know what we got
1: going on. We've got our our same awesome of DFS package. We've got uh, obviously the NFL, college football, hockey is actually getting ready to get started up here with preseason. NBA is kind of around the corner, so um, you know we do we really do well, and that is we, we give you the the pinpoint approach every week. We we get targeted down. We don't try to say give you recommendations on every single player. We will certainly cover our thoughts on it, but. At the end of the day, combined between the, the the data that we have with Sean's projections and and obviously my articles, Chris Rose and the rest of the team, uh, we're doing pretty well. So happy to be starting in the season uh, off to a good off on a good foot.
0: Well, let's look at the slate for this week. Quarterbacks pretty interesting. We know we got up top Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Jack Prescott there's some decent mid-tier options and then of course you got some guys at the bottom filling in that people are always t- uh, tempted to take some of those cheap plays uh like Allen for Carolina I believe he's 4k so how are you looking at the quarterback position this week
1: yeah it you know the the cheap plays is interesting because certainly um yeah the pricing matters a lot more on a site like draftkings because there's a bigger range i feel like on the pricing there but a lot of times people are always paying down a quarterback and i think if this were any other week we would see um, you know, with, with Allen, with uh with Bridgewater, with, with Danny Dimes and kinda of all these cheap quarterbacks and Rudolph getting thrown out there that people would gravitate there, but not so much this week because there's there's value tight end, there's value at wide receiver, and now there there seems to be more value opening up at running back. So I don't think there's any people who are gonna take the risk with um with those cheaper quarterbacks and, and really none of them are in really great spots with the exception of maybe Allen, who's probably the, the least of the best options there. So, Mahomes and Jackson are obviously going to eat up a lot of the ownership, I think, up top for for obvious reasons, being in, in the high total gaming. It's not a spot that I like, personally, um, for, for a few reasons. One is the ownership and just getting off of it, but there's a game out there that, that I'm in love with, um, and it's the it's the Chargers and the Texans, because you have two quarterbacks in this game who, yeah, they don't have the rushing, as I bet, that Mahomes and, and Jackson are going to bring, but... I see no scenario where they're not throwing the ball a ton each. And so it's a it's a spot where those two specifically are going to come in, you know, probably 2 to 5%, I think, on, on every single site. Um, and, and that's probably the, the range that I really want to spend into this week. I do like Josh Allen. I played him actually the first two weeks of the season. And, I, you know, with the fact that Singletary is going to be out, I, that could give him a little bit of a boost in the rushing game, although they'll probably just lean on Frank Gore a little bit more. But you're either going with Mahomes or, or Lamar Jackson this week, both of which to me are, are equal. Um, Mahomes probably has the has a better passing upside, but um, in the case of, of Lamar Jackson, he, and he's done it every single week so far, even though he's done it against two really bad defenses. But if you come off of them, I would look at the Rivers-Watson matchup. I think it's just as good in terms of the, the talent, and they've both got obviously a lot of good skill position players around them as well.
0: Any interest in Jameis Winston this week at home against the Giants? He's pretty cheap at 5400
1: Yeah, so I'm not going to go there personally. I know it, it's tempting. So, you know, I look at Winston and, and I say I really like OJ Howard, and obviously everyone a full time weren't we're on him big this week. Um, Mike Evans, I think, is a great play. Chris Godwin, as we've seen, has been uh, off to a great start. And I kind of came to the season thinking that Godwin had a really good chance to lead the league in, in receptions. But, um, Winston, to me, there's just too many other quarterback options for me to feel safe about this week. And and the other thing, too, is if Tampa doesn't win this game by two touchdowns, then we just need to wipe them off as a potential playoff team because this is about as good of a spot as they're going to get, I think, all year at home, getting Giants, getting the the rookie quarterback making his first start. The Giants really have no passing options outside of of Ingram and, and dumping it down to Barkley. So Tampa should win this game easily. Um, and and I would much rather have Jameis Winston in a spot where I know he's going to be behind, and then Bruce Arians has to make him throw the football. Because if you're Bruce Arians, and you have a ten point lead in the second half, you tell him Winston to turn around and hand it off. I, I don't want the ball in in his hands where he can turn it over. So for that reason, Winston, he's just I think he's he's someone that you can expect a nice floor from, but um, it's going to be hard for him to beat the other guys, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that I'm afraid of. Because we saw it last week against Carolina. Once they got the lead, they just kept feeding Peyton Barber. But I, I also I also think, though, that they want to get this offense going. And maybe early they come out chucking uh, to get Winston going, and it's a good spot at home. But I do think you do have to worry about that if they open up a big lead. They're not going to want Winston to turn over the ball. They saw it work for them last week, and they had success. So they'll probably do the same thing. So that is the one concern with him. At and, running back. and you
1: you can get exposure to him, by the way, for, with his pass catching options, right? So you can. It's not that you're fading him so much. You, you can get the Tampa receivers instead. So definitely. And uh, Chris Godwin's
0: more expensive than Mike Evans this week, so we kind of figured right. that would happen at some point, and it does in week yep. three. Running back position, uh, are you feeling good about paying up for one of the top running backs, or do you feel you don't have to?
1: I I would feel bad if I didn't pay up for one of them simply because there's there's too many of them that are in pretty good scenarios where they're going to get you 20, 25 points with, with a higher upside. So the, the first one I think the easy one to look at is, is, is Ezekiel Elliott. And, you know, if I'm the Cowboys, I look and say, okay, we're going to give you the ball 25 times so we can really get you into a good rhythm, and then that's your cap. And if he gets if he got five yards per touch, that's a buck 25, he probably scores at least once, if not twice, against the, the Dolphins. Zeke's not going to kill you. I know a lot of people look at it and say, well, the game flow is not going to be good. This should have been easy. Whatever, that's fine. He, he's going to get his volume. Galvin Cook's in a very good scenario for for the Vikings as well, so he's going to put up good numbers. So we obviously got McCaffrey. We would think he's going to get a lot more funnel in his direction, maybe even more passes than he was getting with, with Cam Newton, which was a ton. Um, because, you know, Carolina, and historically, we'll see how this changes, but in, in the past under North Turner, they've thrown the ball a lot more on the road than they do at home. So I think McCaffrey's in a good spot. The Saints are probably going to lead on Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas as much as they can and it's supposed to be raining that game so I would funnel it back to Kamara. So he's going to get a good workload there. But so and then obviously Barkley is, is Barkley is going to do well. So I think there's too many guys up top there to say a complete fate of them all. But my favorite one out of the bunch is Austin Eckler. And Eckler has seen six plus targets in, at least in, in his first two games. I was high on Justin Jackson coming into the season. The thing that I overlooked is they've actually used Eckler more than I, than I thought they would. And in this game where Houston is a complete funnel to, to the passing game, I think he's going to be another passing option for Phillip rivers and nobody's going to pair him with rivers there. So that's actually one of my favorite combos of the week is actually going rivers, um, Eckler and Allen, with the full stack there, but Austin Eckler has been great. And we're, I predict that within two weeks, people are going to be talking about the fact that Austin Eckler is is really trending towards finishing the season as one of the top three running backs.
0: Certainly is headed in that direction now, pending when Melvin Gordon returns, if he even does return to right. the Chargers. Talking to Steve Renner, find him at Full Time DFS. Uh, not sure if you saw, but Damian Williams has been ruled out, and Adam Teicher, who covers the Chiefs, just said rookie running back Darwin Thompson uh, could see. Significant playing time this Sunday. He is 3,000 on D.K. Lashawn McCoy looks like he's going to play. Do you think that is worthwhile putting him in there? Or is it just too dicey because we don't know what the touches will be? Or do you take a shot now uh, considering he's the minimum?
1: I th- I think you can take a shot there. And and so that's one of the, the angles. Obviously, as you can tell, I'm not, I'm not heavy on the passing game in, in that game there. It's a more of my fate to pivot elsewhere. But... The Chiefs' backfield is a situation that I, I do think is worth monitoring. Um, you know, McCoy's even banged up himself there, so I don't think that we can trust that they're going to lean on him heavily. And, you know, th- there's going to be volume in this game somewhere, so it's a spot to, to definitely monitor. Um, that was one of the value spots. The the other two that I was looking at were obviously Buffalo. Cincinnati was horrific in defending the run against the 49ers last week. So, I think that we could look at you know it's probably going to be Frank Gore obviously is the lead guy there and the other situation is I haven't seen an update on Marlon Mack if he practiced and if he's going to be a go for the Colts today but certainly them getting Atlanta at home that's a good spot for for their running backs whether it's it's Hines or, or Wilkins so I do think that there is good value there to pair one of the stud running backs with a with a value running back um, because really the only mid range guy that I'm on is, is David Johnson so it's either a stud or go down to the bottom with these value guys that are opening up.
0: Yeah, and it does look like Marlon Mack is going to play this week. He was at practice, so the indication is he is going to go. Looking at wide receiver, who are some of the receivers you like this week?
1: So I think if you're on draft games, you've got to make a stand one way or the other on Nelson Aguilar. Um, He's you know sub-4K coming off a really big game the eagles are, are decimated at receiver i mean so much it was somewhat unprecedented to have a team cancel practice this early in the season like they did on wednesday and just just because of the potential volume that he's going to get and if he comes out and catches five passes at 56 yards he's still giving you pretty good value there so make a stand on on aguilar i'm not on the game heavily i actually do like um, Marvin Jones on the other side for for the Lions if you, if you want to get some exposure into that game. But you know, for me, it's Keenan Allen is far and away my number one option up there, and my second to run it back on the other side for Houston is going to be Will Fuller. He hasn't done anything much the first two games this year, but Hayward's going to draw Hopkins. That's going to draw a lot of the attention there. It's a spot where I expect the Texans to really have to put it up in the air to keep keep even with them. So. Keenan and Fuller are, are two options if, if you're like me and someone who likes to kind of correlate two pass-catching options on both sides. I'm with you. I heard you before talking about Sammy Watkins, and it, it feels like he's gotten forgotten about just because there's so many other options popping up in that in the Chiefs option, offense, but I do like Watkins to have a, a, a somewhat decent game there, and because he's coming in a little bit low owned, he's a pretty good option. I mentioned the, the Tampa guys with Godwin and Evans, other spots to look at, but Two guys, if you want safe floors, Larry Fitzgerald, he's seen 10-plus targets in each of his first two games. Good matchup against uh, against Carolina, especially if they do get him in the slot. And then, you know, back to the to the Minnesota side, feels like a really good game for Kirk Cousins to kind of get his uh, confidence back, if you will. Um, and that's got to be – they've got to get Stephon Diggs involved. I know he, he had one taken back last week. He got in on another one. But it, it feels like a good game to get Diggs involved. Um, kind of going there and one of the guys to look at who disappointed everyone last week don't be afraid to go back to Juju Smith-Schuster even with the change to Rudolph I see they're finally kicking Dante Moncrief to the curb um, we'll see if that potentially helps out Juju a lot of people on James Washington but don't be afraid of Juju he, he still was drafted very high for a reason he's still got a lot of talent and I think he's going to uh, perform well
0: yeah he'll definitely see low ownership how about the tight ends this week
1: so Greg Olson's got to, uh, you know, we got to admit the old man Olson's in a great spot against Arizona, who's been uh, completely ignoring tight ends in the first two games, and certainly he should help out uh, Allen They're kind of making his, his first real start, um, you know, for Carolinas He's a good option, but it's O.J. Howard for me, and, and I was on him before I saw all, you know, our projections of full time we came out. We got O.J. Howard really high against the Giants. That's a really good spot, so Kind of my exposure to, to to get access to Winston this week, I think. It's going to be with O.J. Howard. And I'm just going to pray that he doesn't throwing a to touchdown to, to Cameron Braden's bet because, you know, I've got, I got Howard there. That'll be my exposure. But so Howard, Olsen. And then, you know, mention mentioned the Giants, the fact that they have no pass catching options. But really, with tight ends, I don't want to spin up for Kelsey. I don't want to spend up for Hurts personally. So Evan Ingram, he's been doing it every week. And even with, with Danny Dimes getting a start there, I think he's going to be Someone that should see you know six or seven targets in that spot for for the uh, for the Giants, and it won't cost you too much money.
0: Less than a minute. Obviously, defense was a big factor last week with the Patriots. What are we doing this week?
1: So Patriots, three games in a row now with three points or less. It's it's hard to ignore, and they get the Jets at home. Look, you either you either go against the the Dolphins every week, almost like you were doing Survivor, or you pay down. Um, so I mean. Same Dallas against the Dolphins is obvious Same the Patriots is obvious my two sneaky ones though the Vikings Minnesota.
0: ah see I yep. knew it and, what and the other? Chiefs,
1: Chiefs alright
0: right, Steve thanks a lot you can find Steve Brenner full time DFS check it out there we will have his write up we have the optimizers thanks a lot Steve good luck this weekend alright we'll come back we'll wrap it up here on a Friday afternoon full time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Adam Ronis is here on Full Time Fantasy, winding it down here on a Friday as we get it that week three, which did kick off yesterday. In not eventful fashion, as Jacksonville defeated Tennessee twenty to seven. T. Y. Hilton is questionable. He's on the injury report with a quad injury. They do expect him to play. Keep in mind, the Colts are very cautious with injuries, so uh, they are very uh, they will not have uh, players practice a lot. He was limited all week, but it looks like he is good to go. ESPN's Adam Teicher reports the Chiefs are going to be cautious about overloading LaShawn McCoy this week, and I'm not a surprise because. I don't know if he's 100% dealing with that ankle. We already know Damian Williams is out. So, Darwin Thompson could see a bigger workload this week. We mentioned he is $3,000 on DK. We'll see if Darrell Williams is involved as well. But certainly, Darwin Thompson mentioned before he was 28% owned and Yahoo could pick him up. Marlon Mack is listed as questionable with that calf injury. Uh, he did practice, though, today. So, he is expected to go. Uh, obviously, if he can't, it'll be Jordan Wilkins, who I did see picked up in some of the high-stakes leagues on Wednesday night. Josh Jacobs not listed on the team's injury report. So that's good news because he had a, a hip groin issue and an illness. So he'll play, but it is a tough matchup here uh, for Jacobs going up against the Vikings. Tyra Williams also not listed on the final injury report there. Mark Andrews, Andrews, tight ends for the Ravens, is listed as questionable with the foot issue. But the same thing happened last week, and he played. It doesn't matter how many snaps he plays. He was at 55% last week. doesn't matter. I'd rather him not be on the field blocking, just be out there when you're running a pass route. So good matchup this week. He'll be a popular play. Uh, Keenan Allen was on the injury report. You know, if you're on your site, it'll have something like a cue, but he's not. On it now with a knee, he's in a smash spot as we talked about. He's getting a ton of targets really like Keenan Allen a lot this week, especially on a site like DK where he's 7,000 in a full-point PPR. And James Conner will play this week. Uh, for the Steelers going up against the 49ers. That wraps it up here. But if you have any questions, we'll be around all weekend. Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Hit the message boards in the forums with your start, sit questions, trades, whatever it is. We will be there to answer our Week 3 rankings. My Deep Sleeper article is up, so we have all the content you need. So head on over so we can help you guys win money this weekend. Good luck in Week 3. Have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.